in Ephesians, or no, I always go to Ephesians. Let's start in Romans today. Book of Romans. My father-in-law told me one time, he said, one thing I found out, no matter where you start preaching, you'll always end up in Ephesians. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now we've been talking about being filled with the presence of God, being filled with the Spirit of God. And I want to, I want to encourage you to, today to realize that this is a tangible feeling. This is not just a feeling. This is not just goosebumps. This is not just feeling something like, like we did earlier. I mean, the presence of God was just so strong and and just present as we worship the Lord. And, and I, I leaned over to, to Damon and I said, I said, this is the stuff I'd like to live stream when we get our, when we get our sound system set up where we can do it and, uh, and do our worship because I want people to see the presence of God and feel and experience uh, the presence of God uh, in worship. But when we're talking about the fullness of the Spirit of God, it's not just an experience it's tangible. It's, it's something to saturate you, somebody that saturates you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Remember we, we talked about that he, he said in the book of John that we will come and make our abode with you. We will come and make our abode with you. Father, Son, Holy Spirit coming and making our abode with you with you. Praise God. And, and we've looked at different aspects of that. And a lot of times in, in Pentecostal and charismatic circles, when we, when we preach on the Holy Spirit, we push for people to have an experience. And I want you to have an experience with God. Amen. I, I want you to feel the power of God in every cell of your being but I, I want you to understand that this is not just a zap and clap experience. That's what I call it, a zap and clap. We get touched by the presence of God, we applaud God, and we go on. And, and, and tomorrow we're dry as last year's bird's nest, dead as a doorknob. Can't, can't do anything because we had an experience. It wasn't tangible. And it doesn't, it, it's not like it, it lasts. You know, it's like cheap perfume. You get really good perfume, and it's made out of oil. It's an oil base, and it'll last for a long time. You know, my wife uh, gets that stuff, and I, I don't like smells. I don't like perfume. I lived, a lot of my life I lived in an odorless world because my, my sense of smell and taste was gone, and it's come back. And I got to tell you, this world stinks. I really enjoyed in a lot of ways, not being able to smell anything because the world just stinks. And, and I can't stand perfume. Now, I know a lot of people don't understand that, but it just drives me crazy. I tell my wife, I say, why do you want to smell all the time? I said, you, you know, you just wear yourself out smelling. You just have to process this smell all the time. And, of course, she loves it. And both my boys, they, they like cologne and all that kind of stuff. And 
they're always trying to get me. I, I tell them, I don't want anything to do with it. You know, it just, that's just like, that's just like uh, aggravating to have to smell that all the time. But good perfume is an oil base, and when you put it on, it, it'll last all day. Cheap perfume is alcohol-based, and it'll, it'll evaporate, and it's gone. I want us to have an expensive perfume experience with God. I want us to get soaked with the, with the fragrance of the oil of the presence of God that doesn't just wear out or evaporate. Amen. I don't want, I don't want us just to have a zap and, and a, an experience where and it just evaporates away from us. And tomorrow, the, the, that employee that aggravates you to no end takes it all away from you. I want you to be able to give it to that person instead of them taking it away from you. we got to have something tangible. To be filled with all the fullness of God. And this verse says, Now may the God of hope. Everybody say with me, the God of hope. Now he is not a God with hope. He is the God of. What is he? Hope. See, God doesn't have to try to hope in anything because he is it's just like God doesn't have to try to love because He is. He is love. Amen. In, in the Amplified Version, it says it just a little bit different. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that the power of the Holy Spirit that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing Bubbling over with hope. How many like to live a life where you bubble over with hope? Amen. It, that 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 kind of be like being around a morning person. Have you ever been around morning people? I don't know that I'm a morning person. When I get it, when I get up in the morning, I kind of I kind of just like to be left alone. You know, I don't I don't. When I was younger, I I hit the floor. All the lights were on. Betty used to just get so ir irritated to me because as soon as my eyes opened, all the lights came on and I was, I was going. I don't know what happened, but now in the, the latter part of my life, I am not that way. I don't want the lights on. I just want a cup of coffee. I want to sit in the quiet and be left alone for a little while. That, that's kind of how I am. And, but when, when you're around a morning person, they get up and they are chatty. You know, they wake up and they're, woo, yee, woo. You know, it's daytime. It's let's go. It's kind of like my little niece or my little granddaughter. You know, when she was real little, staying with in our our house, as soon as it started getting light outside, she would start tapping Nana. We got a little bed. I made this little bed that, that connects to ours. It just fits right to ours, and she sleeps right there by Nana. And she, as soon as it would start getting light outside, she'd start tapping. And Nana'd open her eyes and look at her, and she'd say. Light. Light. In other words, what are we doing still laying here? It's time to get up. If, if we understand the power of the Holy Spirit, that's, that's how Holy Spirit is. He never wears out. He never gets tired. He, he, never, he never runs out of energy. And you never get on his last nerve. Holy Spirit will never say, that's the last straw, that's it, 
No. Why? Because it tells me in Galatians that he is long-suffering. The fruits of the Spirit, he is long-suffering. He is gentle. He is kind. Amen. Love, joy, peace. And so his nature is, is everlasting. He has joy everlasting because he is joy. And so how can he not be what he is? How can, how can, if he is love, how can he not be what he is? You, can't, you don't have the power to change God. You don't have the power to change Holy Spirit. You can't change him into a person with a bad mood. Amen. Because he has a nature that is eternal. And it says, now the God of hope fill you with joy and peace. Remember what we talked about last Sunday? That, that uh, the law of first mention, love, joy, peace are the first three things that is mentioned in the fruits of the Spirit. And so love, joy, and peace is the, the law of first mention says that that is the main ingredients of the nature of God. And therefore, all the other, when you look at all the other fruits of the Spirit, none of them work without those first three. You have to have the first three in order to have long-suffering. It doesn't say long-grumpering. Is that a word? It is now. It'll be in Webster's next year. Long grumpering. In other words, it, it's not saying that we just, we just get in a bad mood and stay that way because we're so agitated and irritated. No, it's a long suffering, which means, which means you're able to deal with the situation without changing your nature. That's amazing, isn't it? Praise God. The God of hope fill you with peace and joy in believing that you may abound. Everybody say abound. Abound in hope. How many know what abound means? It means to go above. It, it means to not be held down. You're, you're not underneath this thing. You are abounding. And because you're abounding in hope, this discouragement cannot take you down. Disappointment can't bring you down. Why? Because you're abounding in hope. So when disappointment and discouragement comes in and tries to plow you down, the Holy Spirit has this abounding in him. I mean, like Tigger, he's always just bouncing around. He, he, here, come, here comes problems, and, and Holy Spirit can cause you to abound in hope past the problem. In other words, you see it in eternity. One of the things about, I went to, Brother John Kilpatrick got me stirred up the other night. I went to one of his services, and he was talking about how, how the Holy Spirit does not live in time. We live in time. But Holy Spirit lives in eternity. And when we bring Holy Spirit into our life, all of a sudden a different dimension begins to take place because Holy Spirit is not bound by our limits, our times, or our boundaries. He is boundless. He is, he is overcoming, and, and he doesn't know time. That's why, that's why healing, when a miracle takes place, if you've ever seen a miracle, when, how a miracle takes place, when Jesus would heal people, what happened was eternity would invade time, and all of a sudden everything would be sped up because when a miracle takes you from where you're at and fast forwards you to the end of your healing. In a matter of 
of seconds. Isn't that amazing? I mean, when, when God touches you, it's not something that is bound by time. When God touches you, you literally are touched with, with limitless power. You're literally touched with eternity, and it, it changes everything, speeds everything up. It can fast forward you into, you can reach into the future and pull it into your now. Amen. That's what prophecy does a lot of times. Prophecy reaches out in the future and pulls it into our right now. Oh, what an amazing thing. But when we, when we understand that he is, he is the God of hope. So he's not a God trying to have hope. He is the God of hope. And he wants to fill you with all joy and peace in believing. How many could use some joy and peace in believing? One of, the, one of the main things that we've got to understand in faith is faith doesn't operate with a desperate attitude. So often we try to use faith when we feel desperate. When we feel desperate, we are operating in doubt trying to get faith to happen. Faith rejoices. Amen. Faith, faith is happy when everything's going, going wrong. Amen. If we could just get a hold of that. I mean, you know, some of the people that I see that really walk in the power of God, the presence of God, and minister to people are people that have a contagious presence about them, a contagious attitude about them. They, they are joyful. And when they're minute, they don't feel stressed out over it because they are anticipating what God's going to do. That is hope. We hope of what God's going to do. We hope for, for the future. You know, I, I told my mom and dad today after, after the sun come up and, and, you know, that's when despair started sitting in because, I mean, <clears throat> they're, they're late in life. My, my dad's almost 90. My mom's in her, the middle 80s and, and now they got to start all over again. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of their, their, their familiar surroundings, their, the things that they have collected over the years, they're gone. And so they got to start all over again in a new world, in a new living. You know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a big transformation. And, and, and my dad was just a little bit getting a little despondent today. And I told him, I said, listen, Dad, I said, God's going to turn this to your good. This is going to turn around, and it's going to end up being a blessing. Amen. Praise God. My mom was talking about, she said, I, just, I was just looking at my closet today and the other day and I said, I'll never, I got all the clothes I need. I'll never need any more clothes. And then this morning, that's exactly where the fire was, so it, it burned up everything she had. And, and I told her, I said, I said, well, isn't that amazing? I said, you get to go shopping. Something she's don't, she doesn't do. A lot of her clothes, she makes her own clothes. The only time she goes shopping is if Sandy takes her. You know, she just don't, she just don't go shopping and buy stuff. And, and I said, now you get to go shopping, and you get to get, you get, to get all brand new clothes and shoes. And, and I said, God's going to turn this thing out to your good. You're going to end up abounding out of this. Why? Because God is an abounding God. 
We are the children of God, and he wants to fill us with all joy and peace and believing because he is the God of hope, and, and the end result is that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot build yourself up enough. You can't read enough self-help books to make you abound in this world. You got to have help. You got to have somebody that doesn't live in the realm we live in. You got to have somebody that has more power than you have. Somebody that thinks differently than you do. Amen. Somebody that can see out of the circumference of your troubles and trials and the walls you can't see over, but he can see over them. And you think you're surrounded, but you're just, you're just surrounded a little bit. Just outside of what you can't see is a blessing that you can't even hold. God is an abounding God. He makes us to abound in faith. Abound in faith. That doesn't mean survive in faith. It means to abound in faith. Amen. Apostle Paul, he abounded in faith and yet he didn't have anything. Many times he was in so much trouble and, and strife and he was beaten and he was stoned and he was starved and all kinds of things went wrong and yet he would sit down with his pen and write rejoice. And again I say rejoice. He was, I rejoice over you. Instead of saying, hey, I need some help. Somebody needs to come and help me. Get me out of this prison cell. He would write and say, I rejoice over your faith. I rejoice over your growth. Why? Because there was somebody that had control of him that was not bound by his circumference. Wasn't bound by his situation. And so he was able to push through those situations, I'm sure he felt bad at times. But he would lean on somebody bigger than him. He would lean on somebody stronger than him. He would lean on somebody wiser than him. And he would receive a download of what Holy Spirit had instead of what he had. And next thing you know, he was abounding in the faith. God is an abounding God. They put Peter in prison, put guards by the door, but God wasn't through with Peter. How many know when, when, you, got, when you got a job to do, when God's got a, got a destiny on your life, you're not gonna, they're not going to be able to stop you and hold you down? Amen. How many times have, have, have I come close to going on to heaven and things happen and accidents and sicknesses and all kinds of stuff, but God wasn't through with me, and so he just raised me back up. Amen. One of these days he's going to be through with me and I just, I just won't get back up. But right now he's, he's not through with me. And so I, I have to get back up. Everybody say, I have to get back up. God's not done with you. You have to get back up. The devil might try to lay you out flat. But if God's not done with you, you can be under a pile of rocks, just got stoned to death, and went to heaven, and God's going to send you back and say, hey, dig yourself out from under those rocks. I got something for you to do. You need to go back in the same, same city that just stoned you and preach the gospel. How many think you can do that? Peter's sitting there in prison. They was going to kill him. Herod was going to kill him. 
but the church was praying. And all of a sudden, some angels just walked right into that prison, caused the doors to open. The chains fell off of him. And an angel kicked Peter on the side and said, Hey, quit sleeping. You got to get up. Let's go. And they walked right out. Went to the prayer meeting where they was praying for Peter's deliverance, and they couldn't believe it. Wouldn't even let him in the house. The little girl that went and answered the door, they, they said, oh, you're, you're, you're imagining things, you know. Don't get carried away with this faith, honey. We're, we're, we're praying, but don't get carried away with it. Don't start having imaginations. And finally, they let Peter in. He had been delivered. But God is an abounding God. How many want to abound in life? Amen. I don't want to, I, I don't want to just survive life. I want to abound in life. Amen. So the God of all hope, the God of hope, fill you with joy and peace in believing. That means all of our, we have to, we have to walk by faith as children of God, don't we? In your believing, God wants you to be full of joy and peace in your believing. In your faith, in your walk, to be full of joy and peace. And that you might be filled with all hope, anticipation of good. Anticipation of good. You know, the other, the other day I was, I was praying, just kind of going down the road, washing, and we, me, and, me and Sister Betty was heading to town to disperse some money. We was going to go do some chari- charitable work, you know, and pay some bills. And, uh, you know, so pe- people could work. I mean, we, we need to, we, you know, people are dependent on us for their jobs, so we had to go pay bills so they could work. And we're driving down the road, and we're, we're driving along there, and that old Suburban, we just had the transmission fixed, rebuilt in it. And then had to take it back to the shop and have it fixed again. And then we're driving down the road, head toward Branson. And we're driving along there. And all of a sudden, the motor, motor revved up and there was nothing and the transmission was gone. I mean, it just quit. I pulled over the side of the road and all of a sudden steam and smoke started rolling out from under the hood and, and there was nothing. I put it in every gear I could. There, there was nothing there. It was just done. And then it started pouring rain. And so I called the only person I knew that was close by. Damon, Damon was nursing a sore knee so he didn't go to work. And so I said, hey, can you come pick us up? And he come and picked us up, and we went and got a trailer, and we, we, we loaded that thing on. Of course, I sit in, I sit in the Suburban while, while Damon stood out in the rain and, and ratcheted that thing, wore me completely out. And he, he ratcheted that thing up on that trailer, and I sit there, and I'd hold the brake, and then I'd let off the brake and hold the brake. And after I got done, I said, hey, we finally got it on the trailer, and he was huffing and puffing. I said, man, that wore me out. And we got it loaded up, took it back. You know, another time, and a brand new part. How many know NEW doesn't mean good anymore? A brand new part that was in that transmission failed. The pump, brand new pump, quit. 
And, and so we had to take it back. And so we had to go rent another car, third time in a month that we had to rent a car. And, and you know, all this stuff just keeps piling up and, and one thing after another. And we finally got all that taken care of. And, and it just, just all kinds of stuff happening. And I was driving to work the next day after, after we got all that kind of situated. I was driving to work the next day and I started doing the strangest thing in the middle of all that. With all that trouble, instead of praying and saying, oh God, we need help. I was driving down the road and all of a sudden I started singing, something good is going to happen to you, happen to you this very day. Something good is going to happen to you, happen to you today. I sung that over and over and over, and I thought, where did that song come from? Because I should have been singing the blues, gloom, despair, and agony on me, you know? But all of a sudden, out of my spirit come that song, Something Good is Going to... And, and I got through with that one, and I started into, I just feel like something good is about to happen. I just feel like something good is on its way. He has promised that it open on of heaven. And brother, this could be that very day. When God's people humble themselves and call on Jesus and they look to heaven expecting as they pray, I just feel like something good is about to happen. And brother, this could be that very day. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know. I was able to do that with all this junk. Praise God. But I feel like something good is about to happen. That come out of my spirit. And I've just been worshiping God and just. And just going in the presence of God. And yesterday morning I was in here. And all I could do, I, I, could, I couldn't pray. I could just say, God, I want your presence so much. I just want your presence. I said, all this other stuff's just junk. I want your presence. And all of the presence of God and worshiping God. And feeling like something good is about to happen. And at 1.30 this morning, my mom and dad's house burned down. And I'm here this morning, and all I can sing is, I just feel like something good is about to happen. (laughs) I just feel like something good is on its way. Amen. See, that's what, that's what God is trying to offer us. He said, I want to fill you so full of me that when problems and things come against you, you can't help but just break out in song and worship me. You might be beaten in the midnight hour deep down in a prison being held guard, but if you'll worship me, if you'll praise me, I'll shake the prison cell for you, and I'll bring you out of there. It's time for the people of God to realize This is not just some kind of tingling experience. This is a tangible anointing that breaks through time and limit and barriers and brings us into the eternity of God instead of the limitations of humanity. We've got somebody inside of us today that is bigger than us. He can fight when we can't raise a hand. He can walk when we can't even crawl. He can raise us up when we can't get up. He is the power, the hope, the giver of all life. And if we just let him come in and say, God, saturate me, we begin to get the benefits of who he is instead of who we are. 
Oh, hallelujah. Stand with me today. I'm going to quit. Stand with me this morning. Praise God. We want we got to see the hope of God. Praise God. The the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13, he says that you might your eyes might be enlightened, your eyes might be open. Your eyes might be open that you can see the hope of your calling. I believe the Amplified says that you can see the hope in your calling. Praise God, the earnest anticipation of good. The things that God has all of a sudden begin to be ours and manifest in our lives. Hallelujah. What an amazing God we serve today. He's bigger He's bigger than the material things that control our lives. He's bigger than our sicknesses. He's bigger than our infirmities. He's bigger than all these things. We're not. We are not. But He is. And when we let Him have control of our lives... All of a sudden, his bigness starts overcoming our smallness. And he begins to manifest his power instead of our power. Thank you, Father. Everybody raise your hands with me right now and say, God, fill me with your hope by your Holy Spirit fill me full of who you are that I can anticipate your goodness